But headwinds make it hard to get back home. Pete and Mara Kennedy are the Kennedys. They've just released a new album titled Headwinds. Based in Terrytown, New York, we were due to chat with the Kennedys a few days earlier, but then trouble reared its ugly head when their internet connection shut down. Now they're back online, and we find that it wasn't headwinds that shut down their internet, but rather a much more sinister beast. Last night around 11, they finally figured out that a family of possums had gotten into a, a box up on a telephone pole. Our internet was attacked by possums. Classic. <laughs> they shut the whole thing down. Yeah, they can be, possums can be kind of vicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember when we were living in Rochester, and my daughters were really tiny at the time, and we had a, we, we heard something at the back door on this little porch in the back door and it was a possum trying to get in it. And so my smallest one, she was like three at the time. She tried to reach out to pet it and it hissed at her. They are not cuddly. No, they're not cuddly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So I was afraid. I didn't know if it was a storm or anything that was uh, going on there where you were. I thought, well, there had been a storm a couple days earlier. It didn't, it didn't knock anything down though. So that was weird. Yeah. Um, Right. It was just possum damage. (laughs) <laughs> oh well at least it wasn't headwinds ah, <laughs> ah see, how, see what i did there yes so headwinds is the album it's very exciting it's uh it's, it's out on friday right it came out last friday that came out last friday yeah, I yeah. Track, mm-hmm. track of everybody so, so what did you do on the day anything exciting um on the day on friday day what do we do on friday actually the gig was on sunday the big release right. gig, yeah, in Long it, Island, on Stony Brook in Long Island, and that was oh, Stony Brook. Yeah, yes. all and these you, names. So I went to Brockport, which is S U C. Yeah, Stony Brook and all that. And and so when you do a, a gig, is it just the two of you, or was it mm-hmm. you have augmented by a band, or how does it work? No, it's the two of us. We um we get a pretty full sound for two people. Um, and when, because it's just the two of us, we know so many songs. If we had a band, we'd have to rehearse like 12 songs. And those are the only ones we could do. But at at our shows, people can yell out a request and chances are we'll, we'll know it. (laughs) And when they were, is it all your songs or do you do a lot of covers and stuff as well? Well, we always do our own thing, but during the pandemic, we were doing weekly shows and to keep it fresh, we decided early on that we would do different shows every week. We didn't know the pandemic was going to go on for over two years. So. We thought it would be like a month, maybe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so after we ran through all of our material, like three, mo- three months into it or so, we started learning other people's songs. Right. And we did all these great theme shows, like we did a Motown show, and uh, we, did a, um, we did tributes to different artists, Buddy Holly, Bob Dylan, right. like that. Yeah. We just learned. So uh, in the past, what, three years? Yeah. We've learned and performed over a thousand different songs. So we no, know a lot of songs. You know a lot of songs. And I see you're doing some kind of tribute shows for Joni Mitchell or John Lennon or whatever. What was that all yeah. about? Yeah. Both of them. New York City is um, the bit, the shows that do really well in the city itself are shows uh-huh. that are specialty shows, usually ones with a cast. And so right. um, the John Lennon one we've been doing every year, it's uh, uh, the guy who started that. He started it the year that John Lennon was killed because he was one of John's neighbors. And it was a very small thing. And it's right. it's been built up over the years. So this year, along with with the Kennedys, is Graham Nash, uh, I think Judy Collins, uh, Roseanne, Roseanne Cash. Cash. Oh, I um, love Roseanne Cash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They get different people. Rita Donovan Coolidge. did it one year. Nice. Um, 
Yeah. Jackson yeah. Brown, Cindy Lauper. And how do you, who decides what songs you're going to do? Do you like scrap? Do you, is there a rumble? They usually ask, <laughs> uh, they usually have an idea for us what song we're going to, they want us, uh, we usually do a couple songs and then we really like the aspect where we get to sit in with everybody else. So I got to sing right. with Debbie Harry, you know, nice. and Cindy yeah, Lauper. That's pretty cool. Things like that. So that's, <laughs> I'm looking forward to singing with Graham Nash for sure. Yeah. We did yeah. a Paul McCartney one earlier in the year or two. And the thing about New York City is like when you do a gig like that, it starts with the MC reading an email from Paul McCartney saying, oh, okay. hey, have a great gig and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, that that raises the bar right there. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Intimidating. Uh, all right. Well, back to the Kennedys. Oh, I, are you? I don't know if you're you're probably not. There is a classic Kiwi song from like the mid 80s called Glad I'm Not a Kennedy. Are you aware of that? Oh, yeah. by Shona Lang. That's the one, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually played Soviet Snow on our on our internet show. Yeah, she's oh, great. Yeah, she's really cool. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know how because I hadn't heard of it until I moved here, so I figured it's fairly obscure. <laughs> that one we uh, haven't uh, done yet. Okay, yeah, very I know good. about Sean Lang. She's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so headwinds. How did it? T uh, obviously, came about after you did all these shows and you you have all this material and there's a lockdown thing. So uh, take it from there. Okay. Well, um, you know, when we moved out of the city early on in the pandemic, we were living in the East Village and it was very intense there. And we were in a real small apartment and you just felt like you couldn't really isolate properly to, to keep yourself safe. So we moved up the river about a half an hour up the river to Terrytown, where right. um, my sister and her husband live. And they had an extra apartment in their house that was not used. So we, we came up here temporarily and uh, we're still here because we like it a lot. <laughs> But, yep. um, you know, when we were living in New York, you could look out our window and see the next building right next to us. Sure. Here, I can see all the way across the Hudson River to Nyack. I can see right. the bridge and and we can see an awful lot of sky. And so we're, we're really a lot more surrounded by nature here. Uh, right. different, different kind of nature than the nature in New York. But we found, yeah, I definitely. think, that the, um, <laughs> doing the uh, weekly live stream really had an impact on us because... We were sort of in direct because there's the chat. You know, you probably have this with your own viewers. We had this kind yeah. of it's it's direct as direct as online can be communication every week with these people, and they were we we could kind of sense the things they were worried about, which was a lot of things during the pandemic. Right. You know, and then you also had the climate crisis, the war in Ukraine, the political polarization. All that was going on at the same time, and I think that really felt it made us feel like these people needed songs. They needed the things yeah. they were worried about put into words in a, in a poetic kind of way. And I think that's really what prompted, prompted the album. It informs right, almost right, right. all the songs, even the kind of lighthearted songs. Gotcha. And you mentioned uh, you're, where you're living now. So that's where you shot the video for Headwinds, right? Uh, on, uh, on the on Hudson, the Hudson and Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and the Hudson Valley and Socrates Lighthouses there and all that. Oh, stuff. you yeah, got that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I am a kind of a local. <laughs> Maybe the only in the... guy in New Zealand who uh, who recognized that. There you go. <laughs> Something right, <yeah>. anyway. <laughs> so so t uh, whose idea was the video? If it wasn't for you, don't know what I'd do. I'm aimless without your touch. And I regret that day I threw it all away. And I miss you oh so much. 
That was my sister's. So um, just before we went to the Southeast, we go to the Southeast every January because that way we don't get gigs snowed out. You know, we go down right. where it's warm. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And we had the record all done. It was recorded and mastered and everything, but we hadn't taken a photo for the cover yet. And my sister, who we live in her house, she's a professional photographer. And so the day before we uh, were to leave for the Southern tour, I said to Susie, you know, do can you get a picture of, that we can use for the album cover? It doesn't have to be anything fancy. We just need a, a pic. And she said, well, let's, let's do a real photo shoot. So she took us up to Saugerty's Lighthouse and she has, she does a lot of drone photography because she does environmental stuff. So she'll mm -hmm. see like a whole landscape below her with a drone. So she had the drone up there, us in the lighthouse. And while she's taking these still photos, I said to her, that doesn't do video, does it? And she said, yeah. <laughs> so it was a, it was an afterthought, but um, she, yep. she shot some of that at the lighthouse. And then the next day, just before we left, she said, let's get some more footage at the lakes here. It's just a quarter mile up the, the road. So the rest of it there is at the lakes. And it was, you could see on the video, it's uh, foggy, there's ice in the water. Those are not special effects. It's not post-production. That's the way, <laughs> that's what the weather was. Yeah, that's a nice afterthought. I mean, those, those, the vision looks beautiful. So. Yeah. 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 And my understanding is that the song itself was inspired by something down in the Florida Keys. Is that right? That's right, Mark. It's funny how little trivia things can become big metaphors. You know, right. as long as you stop and notice them. And we were, yeah, we were riding our bikes, our, not our bikes. We were staying at a hotel and they had bikes you could take. And we were biking across a part of the bridge, the, the old uh, Flagler Railroad Bridge. That was a bridge that got washed out in a hurricane in 1935. But they saved that yeah. one bit of it so you can ride across the ocean and see the sharks and the sea turtles and the stingrays yeah. down there. Um, and we brought a picnic out to the little island and had that. And it was a nice, easy ride going up, but then coming back, we were hit with this really strong headwind coming from the east, and it took about twice as long to get back. And that's when I got the line, headwinds make it hard to get back home. You know, and then that's when we thought about the, um, the deeper meaning. You know, on the surface, it sounds like a relationship song. But as Pete said, we're facing, we're coming out of the pandemic. The, we've got the climate crisis to deal with, the war in Ukraine, the the um, political polarization that's rampant here in yep. America anyway. And we thought, you know, when you're here in the middle, everything's fine. And it, but it, it takes vigilance to not let things get too far from the center. And when they do, then that's when you face the headwinds coming back. So that's yeah. the metaphor of that song. Yeah, gotcha. But more than a metaphor, I mean, the weather seems to be just watching it from outside of the states. Seems like every day there's something weird and new and horrifying happening. Yeah. What's yeah. the mindset of folks in the states? I know you can't speak for everyone, but for yourselves, are you like worried of what's what's going to happen next? Of course. I mean, um, you know, the people who are the most vocal, it seems, are the the deniers a lot of the time. But right. um, we we can see the weather every day here. We had days and days of thick smoke because of uncontrollable wildfires, you know, and there's a hurricane yep. brewing right now. And, um, um, you know, it's climate change is, is all around us. And so yep. you have to, you have to acknowledge it. If you don't acknowledge it, then you're not going to do anything to, to stop or to help it. Yeah. yeah. And of course, down here in, in this part of the world, a lot of it is very close to sea level. Yeah, <laughs> and once that right. sea level starts rising, there's going to be trouble. So yeah, yeah. yeah. New York, that's and, true in New York City too. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So 
So the uh, the uh, album starts with a song called New Set of Wheels. Uh, why is that the first track of the album? Well, I'm driving this same old road on a new set of wheels. Then all around the world, and I know how freedom feels. When you live it up every mile, you're gonna break down once in a while. You gotta wait for a toe in the flow of automobiles. Till you're back on the same old road with a new set of to start each record with something upbeat and fun you know um that's just to sort of set the energy level and that that's a really fun song we over the the past what almost 30 years we've been touring we've gone through a a you know a parade of gas guzzling cars we always wanted to um reduce our carbon footprint but that was always you know a little out of our reach but we were finally able to commit to a hybrid automobile. And uh, so this song, yeah, uh, New Set of Wheels was our um, celebration of the new, uh, our new carbon footprint, but also a nod to the, you know, clunkers and gas guzzlers that got us this far. <laughs> I've had a few of them myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Now, uh, the song, A Boy from the East River Shore, the co-write with Mr. Dillon, if I'm not mistaken. How did, how did that happen? If they even see him at all But the cops, they know him all too well From a brutal street fight and brawl Oh, he wasn't the one with blood on his hands disclaimer I didn't sit down in a room with him like that I I really love a song of his called Red River Shore I don't know if you know it it was an outtake I can't remember which album it was an outtake of but right. it's a great song and I love the story there's the main character is a woman who's sort of set up on a pedestal and Dylan is the person who's singing about her and right. I, I always loved the concept of answer songs you know sure yep yep and i thought what if i wrote a song because we were living in the east village the boy instead of the girl from the east river shore i came up with that title a long time ago and i was sort of tossing it around trying to think well who would that boy be you know and i just over a long period of time came up with this story and and wrote the song but i realized and i knew it was kind of on purpose the hook line the boy from the East River Shore is the same melody as Dylan's The Girl from the Red River Shore. And really a lot right. of the structure is similar. So I yep. knew if I was gonna do this right, I would have to you know, swing it by them for their uh, uh, input. And, and uh, how does one like swing the... things by Bob Dylan? <laughs> uh, it's hard, you know, it took a long time for them to get back, but um, but they they liked the song, they gave me approval and, uh, and now oh. we're co-writers. So I'm That's very happy cool. about that. <laughs> and there's some nice guitar in that track too. Very kind of, is that this guy here? That's this All guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of actually kind of like a vintage Dylan sound, you know, like that Highway 61 yeah. revisit, um, revisited sound. Kind of clangy. A yep. lot of stuff just kind of blending together. 
Well, a lot of that would have been Robbie Robertson, who just passed away a little while ago. So it's, uh, that's exactly what I was thinking of. What on that little guitar solo is like? Yeah. What would Robbie do? You know, you know, yeah. teacher, what would Robbie do? Because <laughs> that was a good, huge way to think. for me. Was the first two band albums. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And seeing, yeah, I record. saw them play several times too. So that's yes, that's I, in the back of my mind a lot. Yep. 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 Yes. I I saw the '74 uh, tour with Dylan and the band. It was. Oh really yeah, weird. the flood. <laughs> before or yep. yeah before the floor and uh and so you guys pretty much play and sing and do everything uh, other than a drummer so how do you work together in the studio how do you kind of figure out who does what uh, a lot of the times um i'll go in i'll since i'm the the main singer i'll have to make sure i pick the right key for the song that where right. it's in my voice the best so and also i like to set the tempo so I'll get the, the key and the tempo and I'll just lay down a, a guitar vocal scratch track, they call it. And then Pete will usually go in and layer. He'll put on the bass, he'll do the drums. Um, we could, we both will add keyboards and, and like, I sometimes I have a little glockenspiel that I like to play <laughs> and percussion right. and things. So we kind of build it from there, but uh, that it starts with me and it ends with Pete for sure. And Pete yeah, usually okay. does the, uh, the mixing and mastering too. Right. And I see Pete wrote one called Yolanda on his own. Tell me about that one. Yolanda, I'm gonna miss those big brown eyes. Yolanda, I always knew that they were wise. And when we laughed and cried, you were always by my side. A friend of, like I said, when we're when we're doing this uh, live stream thing, when we were doing it every week, we would sort of get the news updates from people. And right. um, uh, at one point, there was one of our viewers was was really really upset and um, sad, grieving, because she had lost someone very close to her, named Yolanda. And should I reveal who Yolanda was? Well, well, yeah, Yolanda. Okay. Then I will. <laughs> Yolanda was a pet, not a not a human being, gotcha, and not a dog or a cat either. She was a miniature donkey. And a when donkey. we got photos <laughs> of so this cute. animal, <laughs> she was so cute. Yeah, a little Italian right. donkey, <laughs> and um, I, we could identify with our with our friend grieving for this cute little creature. And who had right. lived with her for I think five years, and so um, I wrote the song. It's like a little bossa nova with just one guitar. I didn't want it to be a big production, you know. I wanted it to be almost like we were singing directly to to her. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's who Yolanda is. Okay. Yeah. People do get attached to their pets. Uh, yeah. I have a friend who has a seventeen-year-old cat, and she's very worried. She, you know, I have to check in every day and see how the cat's doing. Oh yeah, yeah. She's gonna yeah. Need <laughs> yeah. Nobody, no one has thought it was silly yet to to write a. No, no, I wouldn't think so. Like no, that. <laughs> now you were members of Nancy Griffith's band at one point, right? Oh yeah. For a long time, we um, when we first got together back in '92. Um, Pete was on the road with Nancy and, right. um, I sh shortly joined the band after that. 
And so we we did the whole European. Well, you did the the American part of the tour. Actually, Pete had played with her for a couple of years. Couple of years to that point. And then I played the whole European tour for her Grammy winning Other Voices, Other Rooms album. Great record. And she asked us right before we left for the tour if we would be the opening act. And we had we hadn't put an act together yet, but we didn't know that. (laughs) We didn't want to (laughs) lose the gig. So that's when we started uh, performing together and writing together. And when that tour ended, we sort of went off on our own, but we would still connect with Nancy over the years, um, do gigs with her, meet up with her at festivals and gigs and sit in. And we remained friends. We did some writing with her. And then in 2010, we opened for her near here. And when she showed up, she had one guitar player with her. When we were in the band with her, we were part of a nine piece band. So when I saw how bare bones it was- Moon Orchestra, right? Blue Moon Orchestra. So I said to her, you know, I I know you don't have any backup singers with you. If you want any backup, I remember all your songs. So uh, of course. <laughs> so she said, okay, maybe you can sing on whatever. And she called us yeah. up like the third song of the set. We were only going to sing that one song. And she said, well, just stay up here with me. <laughs> so we, we finished that show and we played every single show with her until the day she died. Oh, man. So the last four years of touring. And you, you kind of produced her last album or final album. Yeah, we, right? yeah, we did. She, um, she didn't really want to travel to L.A. or New York or London or Dublin. I had recorded with her there, too. Um, right. She was kind of approaching retirement, and she really was liking being home in Nashville. And I told her, I said, you know, our recording stuff is portable. That's the way it is nowadays. Sure, I'll load yeah. it all up in the car, drive down to Nashville and set it up in your – she had a – kind of a music room in her house. And so we turned that into the studio. So it was recorded in Nashville, but not at a music row studios done right at her house. She could just walk upstairs with a cup of coffee and, and sing. Nice. Very nice. So, so Headwinds was your first album in like five years. Um, are you thinking already in terms of the next one? Are you going to wait another five years? What have you got in mind? Well, we don't ever figure out like when's the next one it's just whenever we have the songs or a concept um but this right. is so brand new and we're so excited about the the songs we're so excited about playing live again you know last yep. year yep. we started playing gigs here and there but people still weren't really ready to come out and um but now it seems people are are very ready to be in a community again so that's mm. been great to play new songs and also when we do our shows we, we play with We'll usually play the new songs in the first set, and then people will uh, ask for their requests in the second. We'll do that too. Yep. So I get the feeling that the doing all these um, live things, streams, and all that mm-hmm. is it'll change a little bit about the way you interact with your your audience. We had never done a live stream before. I know um, we'd been approached about doing them, and I thought it was you know this is before the pandemic. I didn't see a point yeah. in doing a yeah. live stream because we were playing out and uh, yeah. And, but then it was kind of like, oh, we're going to be stuck at home. We don't have the gigs. And now everybody else is stuck at home too. We can do this. And so um, we, we took it to heart. We, we went online the very first weekend of the lockdown and did 125 consecutive Sunday shows before we went to monthlies. So um, yeah, we, we love the fact that we can connect directly with our audience. 
we can even look at them chatting in and answer questions in real time. And now yeah. we're meeting them in person for the first time too. So yep. that's Yeah, great. I think it makes going on tour a little bit different because we're sort of already connected to this. Yeah, that's that's kind of worldwide web. Hey, I just yep. came yep. up with a brand new term. Um, <laughs> <laughs> web of people who are, are, are already are to catch on, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you have any fans down here in New Zealand, but if you do, come on down. You know, oh, we'd, we'd love, love to. to. Yeah, we would love to do that. Yeah. All righty. Very good. All right. Well, let's we better wrap this thing up. Uh, I'm sure you got real stuff to do and uh, more <laughs> gigs to get ready for. So thank you for spending time talking with me. I appreciate it. Marty, thank you so thank much. You. Hi to all the folks in New Zealand yeah. and around the world. Well, thanks for getting the music right. out there.